Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yes, Christ is now my life. Where is this Christ? Yes, he's there and he's here. Is he there? Is he here? Amen. Where are you? Amen. Are you there? Yes. Are you here? Yes. Amen. Amen. The same chapter of the Bible says so. Amen. How can it be so? Because Jesus is the latter. Amen. Bringing heaven to earth, joining earth to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Christ is the heavenly ladder. Amen. Allowing us to be one with him in the heavens. Amen. One, with an, with, one, one with him in our spirit. Amen. Amen. Right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When I was a kid, I grew up in a denomination, and they sang a song about Jacob's ladder because there was a dream, you know. And it says, We are climbing Jacob's ladder. Then it goes on and on. Every rung goes higher, higher. But when I came into the Lord's recovery, realized Jesus Christ today is the life-giving spirit. Amen. He's both there and he's here. He's the heavenly ladder. I changed the song. Amen. We are eating Jacob's ladder. Every rung tastes better, better. Hallelujah! That's how we can pray in one accord. Amen. Because we're enjoying this wonderful, Amen. resurrected, and ascended Lord. Amen. Amen. We pray with one accord in spirit. Amen. Don't you like that phrase, one accord? Amen. Jesus is getting us together. Come and see the saints in one accord. His love, His love is knitting us together. To the stature of the fullness of the Lord. Thank the Lord, saints, that we could be together this weekend in one accord, one with one another, one with our ascended, resurrected, indwelling, a wonderful Christ, caring, joining Him to be caring for the present need in His recovery. This is the Lord's recovery. And we want to be one with him to be caring for the present need. Amen. Present need is his need. Amen. So saints, uh, let's, uh, let's just review. I hope you would uh, have your messages. And just uh, rather than go to the banners, just go to the title of each one. I like to just walk through, you know. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. We're going to do a little, little walking real quick. Just a real brief walk through. Amen. Amen. And uh, message one. Uh, I, I love these because... You know, the overall title is Caring, Caring for the Present Need in the Lord's Recovery, which is very timely. And as Brother Ed and Brother James mentioned, this, this is, was the conference at Memorial Day in St. Paul. But I tell you, this, this conference is not over. <laughs> and this need is still here. And to review and to revisit is very, very critical. And we believe very much on the Lord's heart. And the Lord's confirmed this just by being here. I don't know about you, but I can go over these kind of things about 
five or six million times and, and still get help. Amen. Amen. So look at this title. Uh, how, do we, how are we caring for the present need in the Lord's recovery? Look at these active words. By walking, not just walked, but walking in the truth of the economy of God, and by constantly realizing. That's how we're caring. And by uh, all the time aggressively staying away from any uh, death and division. Then message two, let's go to that. Okay? Message two, you got... What? How, how are we caring? We're caring by what? Knowing. Knowing. Knowing the up-to-date present truth. And how? By upholding. Upholding. the And how? By being. Not just I got a little constitution in these last ten years, but by being tonight. Amen. This moment. Amen. We, we, we want to be the ing people. Amen. Not the ed people. But the ing people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The ing people. And then message three. Message three, what? Caring. Yeah, caring. Wow, caring. We, we care for the present need in the Lord's recovery by caring for the oneness. This is so critical. And, and then, and hallelujah for this morning's word, and how, how are we caring for the present need in the Lord's recovery? By prophesying. <laughs> prophesying. And I, I believe the Lord confirmed this word this morning. None of us wanted to go home. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, saints, tonight we come to a very uh, particular uh, burden, a very precious burden, a very serious burden, a very heavy burden on the Lord's heart. And this begins with what? Responding. Responding. Not, not, uh, uh, not, uh, uh, not, um, manufacturing, uh, not creating, but responding. Something is already going on, and there needs to be some responding. Responding. What? Responding uh, to Christ's heavenly intercession by praying at the golden incense altar. So, praise the Lord. I, I love these messages, even the sequence. And this is really caring for the present need in the Lord's recovery. Don't you love to be an ing brother? Amen. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, let's be the ing saints. <laughs> Amen. And you know, mostly, enjoy ing. <laughs> Amen. Enjoying this wonderful Christ by our walking and our holding and our caring and our uh, prophesying. All of this helps us to be those who are enjoying. Uh, so, saints, uh, I, be, uh, tonight, uh, just a kind of opening uh, word. I, I was just considering this afternoon, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the books, Galatians, uh, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, these are the heart of the Bible. These are really the heart of the Bible. And uh, I, I like Galatians brings us to nothing, Christ plus nothing, Christ versus religion. Christ versus religion. So it brings us surely into the revelation, strongly into the revelation and the experience and enjoyment of Christ. Hallelujah for Galatians. Amen.
then, then you have Ephesians, and Ephesians unfolds and opens up to us the mystery of God, Christ, and the mystery of Christ, the church, as the, the body, the fullness of the one who fills all in all. So Ephesians is on the enjoyment of the unsearchable riches of Christ so that we would become the body, the fullness of Christ. And then Philippians, listen, goes further. So Galatians, Christ versus religion, have nothing to do with religion. Our, our, our center, our focus is absolutely this wonderful Christ to become the new creation. Ephesians is focused a lot on the church through the experience of the unsearchable riches of Christ. But we come to Philippians, the, the, the subject, the real burden, is experiencing the experience and enjoyment of Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Saints, are, are you glad to hear these words, experience and enjoyment of Christ? Amen. Wow, I never heard that till I came into the Lord's recovery. That's what has revolutionized my Christian life. The fact that I can... Every day, every moment, even this second, be experiencing Him. Amen. And not just experiencing Him, but enjoying Him. Amen. Now, don't you like experience and enjoy? Yeah. Are you going to get your EE degree? <laughs> it's not electrical engineering. It's experience and enjoy. Amen. Listen, you eat a meal. You eat a meal. You ate a meal. And you may experience the food. But did you enjoy it? <laughs> Sometimes you experience eating, but you don't enjoy it. How many of you ever had that? Uh, I know if we gave Ed, uh, uh, what's that food? Sea cucumbers. <laughs> uh, he, he would experience the food, but... Mm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we want to be those who are experiencing and enjoying Christ. And, and Philippians just is a tremendous book on the experience and the enjoyment of Christ. It's, it's, it's unbelievably wonderful. <laughs> and he becomes our, our, our salvation in all kinds of ways. Uh, practically, the experience and enjoyment of Christ is just unveiled in, in such a precious way. And even becomes very practical. And the experience and enjoyment of Christ is, is, is to the point where uh, you can say, for to me... To sit in this meeting is Christ. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You, better, you better tell your neighbor that. To me, to sit in this meeting is Christ. Amen. Amen. Not just you, all the neighbors. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, I, I, I mean this. How many of you are happy that we could enjoy Christ? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Have we had a, uh, a miserable couple of days together with uh, systematic theology? No. No, what have we been doing every meeting? Enjoying Christ. Enjoying Christ. Well, so Philippians is on the experience and enjoyment of Christ. And now, how many of you would like to really upgrade your experience and your enjoyment of Christ. How, how many of you need to go higher? Amen. I tell you, we need Colossians. Amen. I was just touched this afternoon. We need Colossians. Colossians leads us to the Christ above. Leads us to be one with Him in His present ministry. On one hand, it involves, it unveils the all-inclusive and all-extensive Christ. 
On the other hand, it involves, it unveils him as the head of the body. The subject in, in Colossians is Christ as the head of the church, the head of the body. And as the one uh, who is the ascended one who is extremely busy in his present heavenly ministry. So to be responding to Christ, we want to see this Christ and we want to see and realize what he is doing. So Colossians causes us to really uh, be able to be those who really enjoy him. Why? Because we're not just enjoying him for our need. Our enjoyment experience of the Lord will only be on a certain level if it's just for our sake. Yeah, we need a lot of help. Everybody in here that needs uh, a lot more salvation, say amen. Amen. Uh, everybody that needs help with many things from the Lord, say amen. Amen. We need lots of help. But the goal is not just that we get a lot of help. The goal is that the Lord could carry out his economy. Amen. The Lord has a need. And when we enter into his need, his heart's desire, his purpose, I tell you, your joy is, is joy unspeakable. Amen. Joy unspeakable. Hallelujah. Saints, how did the church life begin in the first place? Acts chapter 2. After the Lord was resurrected and ascended, was there a bunch of miserable people uh, moaning and groaning for 10 days? No. 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 10 days. What did they do? They were were praying, and they were in one accord praying. I tell you, they were one with not only the resurrected Christ, but they were one with the ascended Christ. Amen. They were in the enjoyment. Amen. And they were beside themselves. No doubt, seek, uh, no doubt singing, uh, psalming, uh, speaking. And, and, and when Peter went to speak in Acts 2, he was just full of the truth. He just spoke the truth. And even in the, the, the first gospel meeting was not at night. It was in the morning. <laughs> And they were beside themselves because they were enjoying Christ and they were linked and joined and responding to Christ in his present heavenly ministry. Amen. Uh, their enjoyment was so strong that the bystanders said, you guys are drunk. These guys are drunk. They weren't drunk. They were in the heavenly enjoyment. They were one spirit with the resurrected, ascended heavenly Christ. In his heavenly ministry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They were really in the enjoyment of Christ. But they were not there for themselves. They were there one with the Lord for his interest. And as we see from the life study of Colossians. uh, Brother Lee uses this phrase which I love. They were from the beginning occupied with the master's enterprise. I tell you. As Christians, you are either occupied with you, yourself, your Christian life, your world, your realm, or you're occupied with the master's enterprise. Which one do you want to be occupied with? (laughs) Amen. We want to be fully occupied with the master's enterprise. So we need to see this heavenly Christ. See him in his heavenly ministry and be those who are responding, responding to him. And, of course, the book of Hebrews is very strong, very clear. I can never forget sitting in the front row in 1975 when Brother Lee was speaking that training. I mean, all of us were in orbit. 
especially when he left chapter 5 or 6, and he, he said, we went to the second floor. But he was just beside himself because he was seeing freshly that, that this Christ, that the, the, every Christian appreciates Christ in his, well, not even to, in a full way, but all Christians are, uh, their view of Christ is related to his earthly ministry, but don't even see that very clearly. And not much appreciation there. But through the ministry of the age, we've gotten help to really, really appreciate his earthly ministry uh, through which he accomplished judicial redemption. And, uh, and, and, but further, this wonderful Christ is resurrected to become the pneumatic one. He's ascended, and in his ascension, he is in his heavenly ministry. And mainly doing three things. What is he doing? He's administrating and he is ministering, and he is interceding right now for you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, he is interceding for you. Amen. He's interceding for us. Saints, he ever lives. Our Christ ever lives to intercede for you. Oh. This is the Christ in his heavenly ministry. This is the Christ to whom we want to be responding. Responding means something is going on. But most people do not even know what's going on. It's like there's a, a program being played on the radio, but there's no way to tune in. What Christians are tuned in to what's going on? We want to be those who are tuned in. Tuned in according to the truth of God's word and tuned in by living in our mingled spirit. Amen. So that we could be one with the administrating, ministering, and interceding Christ in his present heavenly ministry. This is caring for the present need in the Lord's recovery. He needs us to see him in his heavenly ministry and to be cooperating and responding to him and with him. So, uh, anyway, everybody that would like to upgrade your enjoyment of Christ, say amen. amen! Now, I'm not just talking. Let me, let me just, uh, let me just read, I, I hope you don't mind if I read a little something. I'm not going to read too much tonight, so don't worry. But from the Life Study of Colossians, message 60, uh, I just have to read a little bit. Brother Lee was just uh, saying, page 534, he's just saying, whoa, we, we want to be occupied with our master's enterprise. He said, if we seek the things that are above, those verses we read, and have one living with Christ, we shall be wholly occupied with the enterprise of our master. And uh, Colossians, he said, should not be a book of doctrine, but should be a book of experience. And I'm just skipping something. We expect that through the enjoyment of Christ, the one new man, which is unveiled in Colossians 3, will come forth and be expressed in a practical way. Brother Lee was so released in Hebrews, and he was so released in these chapters, especially when he got to chapter 3 in Colossians. 
Seek the things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things which are above, not on the things which are on the earth. Set your mind on the things which are above, not on the things which are on the earth. For you died, for you died, and your life has been hidden, hidden with Christ in God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Listen to what Brother Lee says. It is wonderful to enjoy Christ as the reality of our daily necessities. You know, in Colossians 2, it says, wow. When you take a walk, you see the sun, the trees. You know, I always talk to the evergreens. Evergreen, you're not the real evergreen. I love you, but you're nice. And, but Christ is my evergreen. <laughs> talk to your chair. Talk to your chair. Chair, you're not the real seat. I'm seated in Christ. Amen. Amen. When you put on your clothes, don't just waste your time. Lord, thank you. I could be clothed with you. Amen. Amen. Everything we do, you're our transport, all divine. Don't ride in a Honda. <laughs> Right in the triune God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you drink orange juice, drink OJ, oh Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Everything in the whole universe reminds us to enjoy Him. Amen. You know what? What we're doing this weekend? We're having a holiday. Amen. Oh, wow. Nathaniel, we're on holiday. This is our vacation. <laughs> This weekend, don't forget about Labor Day weekend. We're, we're here on non-Labor Day, non-Labor. Amen. Anyway, if we enjoy Christ as the reality of our daily necessities, it, it, it is wonderful to enjoy him as the reality of our daily necessities, but it is even more wonderful to take him as our life and live together with him. And Brother Lee says, I can testify the more we live Christ and take his concern as our concern, the happier we are. Everybody that would like to be happier, say amen. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. There's too many things we go through. How many of you go through rough things every day? Tell the truth. If your hand's not up, you're not telling the truth. (laughs) Every day, I tell you, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I can testify, the more we live Christ, take his concern as our concern, the happier we are. My only concern is the Lord. Listen, I love this. Brother, he said, my only concern is the Lord's recovery with all the churches and all the saints. My desire is the saints would experience Christ, grow in life. I have no other burden. I have no other concern. I'm fully occupied with God's purpose. That's why Brother Lee was a top enjoyer. If I had anything to say about him from observing him quite closely for nearly 30 years, I tell you, he was the top enjoyer. He's number one. (laughs) Hallelujah! Not just outwardly, but inwardly. The Lord was his joy. Even like James said, you know, uh, was it you, James? Even when he went through turmoils, even turmoil, the worst turmoils, he just, I just sleep very well. (laughs) Every negative thing spoken against him in the recovery. Because I'm filled with Christ's concern, I am very happy. We're so happy in this lovely place, in the garden growing in His grace. 
There is no finer pleasure than to eat the living tree and to get the living water into me. That's 1237 chorus. Amen. Listen. There is no room in me for negative things. And then, now here's, here's here, one H. One H is happy. Now, are you ready for the second H? What's the second H? Being occupied with the Lord, Lord's interests makes me very healthy. Amen. How many of you would like to be very healthy? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I tell you, happy and healthy. <laughs> Amen. Happy and healthy and praising God. Happy and healthy and praising God. Occupied with a master's enterprise. We're happy and healthy praising God. Something like that. (laughs) And then listen to the next paragraph. I am happy that there's so many young people in the Lord's recovery. Everybody that's young say amen. 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 Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm getting younger. Even though the outer man is being consumed, my inner man is being renewed. Renewed means re-younged. That's right. Amen. The recovery, he listen, the recovery certainly has a glorious future. The recovery, he didn't say it here, but the recovery in New England has a glorious future. We all need to care for the Lord's interests. While he is praying in heaven, we respond in prayer on earth. Thus we experience the transmission between Christ and us, a transmission that will make us happy and full of joy. So I'm not making this up. Christ works in the heavens. We work on the earth. In this way, we'll not only enjoy Christ as the reality of our necessities, but we'll take him as our life and have one living with him. Amen. Amen. So I just wanted to begin in this way. Saints, we want to be those who really are one with this Christ. And particularly, the essence of his heavenly ministry is he's the inter- Seeding high priest. He's administrating, arranging everything for the sake of his economy, which is a great matter. He is busy ministering, and he is ministering nothing but himself as life and everything. Right now, he's ministering himself into us. Thank the Lord for his ministering. But in essence, he's the high priest rendering the all-inclusive tender care to all the saints and all the churches. He is even the shepherd of your soul. He's ministering, rendering all, and and interceding, and rendering all-inclusive tender care to us and to the churches. He's interceding, and his intercession, his intercession is according to God. Uh, many times we intercede, but it's according to our feeling or opinion. But the Lord is interceding, and we want to be responding so that our intercession, our praying is according to God. One with Him. One with Him. So uh, we want to be those who are occupied with the Master's enterprise, one with the interceding, praying Christ, 
And I tell you, saints, if we in New England, we in Southern California, we in Africa, we in China, we in, we in, we in, we in anywhere, if we really are occupied with the master's enterprise and one with this interceding Christ, I tell you, the recovery will go on in a very, very solid way. Amen. The Lord will have a way to come back. Why are we having this, this conference? We're not having it just to have it. We want to hasten the Lord's return. Amen. That's why we're here burdened, caring for the present need in the Lord's recovery so we could be cooperating with the Lord in his burden to end this age. Amen. So we want to be those. And, and, and you know, I just was thinking, you know, uh, our, our, real, our real working for the Lord should be a responding, a responding and a cooperating with the Lord. That's the real working. And uh, I, I just reminded of Brother Nee's famous quote, you know, he says, why do you work so much and pray so little if you could accomplish so much more by your prayer than by your just outward work? This doesn't mean we don't work, but our work is in oneness with the Lord and according to God. Anyway, may the Lord have mercy on us and bring us into full harmony with him. We would be those who are having one living with our wonderful heavenly Christ in his heavenly ministry. Okay, let's come to the outline. In his heavenly ministry, Christ is, look at all these things, interceding, ministering, and executing God's administration. And we need to be those who respond or are responding to Christ's activities in his heavenly ministry. Brothers and sisters, uh, in the life studies of Hebrews, it makes it clear. And when you get into your spirit and touch this Christ, you realize what? He is extremely busy. Amen. Talk about someone busy. He is busy. You know, his earthly ministry was only 33 and a half years, and it was phenomenal. But only 33 and a half years. His heavenly ministry has been going on for about 2,000 years. And extremely busy administrating, ministering, and interceding. Uh, so what does he need? He needs some who are responding. Responding. Now, all these verses from Hebrews. You see all the verses from Hebrews? This is the Christ above. This is the Christ in his heavenly ministry. Wonderful, wonderful verses. Uh, the verses in Colossians go a lot together with the with those, uh, those, those first four verses in, uh, uh, the, the verses in Hebrews go a lot together with the verses in Colossians uh, 3, 1 through 4. Uh, you remember the phenomenal footnote in uh, Hebrews 1, verse 3, footnote 2 or something like that. But it says Christ, he, he's, who is the Christ in Hebrews? He's the Christ now. He's the Christ today. He's the Christ on the throne. Uh, he's the Christ who is our daily salvation and our moment-by-moment -moment supply. Amen. It, it's an awesome footnote, bringing us to the appreciation of the Christ today in his heavenly ministry. Now, A, as the high priest, he intercedes. As the heavenly minister, he ministers. As the redeemer with the seven eyes of God, he administers the government of God. Saints, all of these need a conference in themselves. For the accomplishment of God's purpose. And all of these work together. 
while the Lord's arranging things through his administration, he's ministering, and all of this uh, uh, is under and uh, related to his interceding, his interceding. And there, there you come to those verses. Don't you love Hebrews 7.25, Gideon? Wow. Well, what, what's Hebrews 7.25 again? It says, hence, hence also he is able. <laughs> he is able to save to the uttermost. From the guttermost. <laughs> Save to the uttermost means to make you God. Amen. In life and nature. That's, that's to the uttermost. Okay. Right? Right. right? Tell your neighbor. He, he's going to save you to the uttermost. He is going to save you to the uttermost. Who does he save? He saves those who come forward. Amen. Not those who shrink back. Not those who are wandering, wandering. Opinionating, but those who come forward to him. Amen. He's able to save to the uttermost those who come forward to God through him, since he always lives to what? Intercede. How can he be such a savior? Because he's always living to intercede. The purpose of his heavenly living is his interceding for saving. To make us his reproduction, his enlargement, his increase. The body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. So our Christ is very, very busy in his heavenly ministry. And we see this in, in uh, uh, Hebrews 8 and also in Revelation 5. Now, B, Christ's ministry in the heavens requires our response, saints. So not, not our manufacturing, not our just our own uh, ind- independent doing, but our response. We need to see, see this Christ. And uh, uh, be those who are responding. Christ, the Christ ministry in the heavens requires our response. We need to become on earth the reflection of Christ's heavenly ministry, praying the prayers of the interceding Christ. And there's the verses from Colossians. Somebody look up Romans 8.34 and stand up and read that for us. Well, I'll just speak it for you, okay? Make it simple. Who is he who condemns you? Raz, who is he who condemns you? Is it Christ who died for you? When he died for you, was that to condemn you? Is it Christ who was raised? Is it Christ who is at the right hand of God? Is it Christ who is ever living to intercede for you? No. He's not condemning. He died, he resurrected, he ascended, and he's even interceding for us right this moment. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's not condemning, he's supplying Amen. and saving to the uttermost. Amen. What a Christ we have. What a Christ in his heavenly ministry. So there's those verses in Colossians. Seek the things which are above. If therefore you were raised together with Christ, Set your mind on the things which are above. Saints, what are the things which are above? The things which are above are this person in his administration, in his ministry, and in his priesthood, in his intercession. These are the things. The things are a person with his, his, his uh, living and his action. These are the things. We want to be one with him for his enterprise. I just want to read one more simple little quote. 
James and I were on a conference call just uh, about a week ago or so with the brothers from Ghana, West Africa. They had just a kind of follow-up, and uh, we're trying to have some regular conference calls where we can, can't get there all the time, but we can at least use some, uh, some of the modern means of communication. And it's really helpful, right, James, to be able to fellowship with them and pray together. But here, here's Brother Lee, 19... Uh, when, when was this message released? In 19, 1980 or so, I think, when Brother Lee spoke Colossians. And uh, he says, although Christ is in heaven ministering, transmitting many Christians... Oh, I like this. Christians do not respond to Christ's living in the heavens. They're like radios that are not turned on and tuned in to receive the transmission of the radio waves in the atmosphere. Are, are, are you turned on? Are you tuned in? <laughs> we want to be turned on and tuned in. <laughs> Amen. Although Christ is in the heaven, in, in heaven ministering and transmitting, many Christians are not responding to his ministry or receiving his transmission. We thank the Lord that a number of those in the churches today, local churches, have their receivers open and are operating. Amen. Everybody in this room have your receiver open? Amen. Operating? Amen. 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 We want to be O and O, open and operating. O, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. When they sense that Christ is praying in heaven for a certain matter, they join him to pray on earth for that very matter. Then we, we, were, we quoted this on the phone to the brothers. I, I spoke this to the brothers in Ghana. For example, sensing that the Lord is praying for the church in Accra, Ghana. They join in to pray for the church there. To pray together with Christ in this way is to have one living with him. Amen. Of course, the brothers in Accra, Ghana, were very refreshed. <laughs> and uh, they have noticed some of the quotes that mention Africa in, in the life studies in their, you know, their frameable quotes. <laughs> they, they, they surely love to hear that. But, but I tell you, how does the Lord move? He doesn't move unless some are responding and cooperating with him in his present heavenly ministry, especially interceding. Now, through our prayer, Christ the head uh, is given a way to carry out his administration through his body. Saints, all these verses in Colossians are tremendous. Let's just look at a couple of them. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. Okay, Colossians 1, 9 and 10. Therefore, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease praying and asking on your behalf. Listen, listen, the intercession, the, the, uh, the brothers... The brothers were praying for the saints in Colossae. He says, we do not cease praying and asking. They were one with the interceding Christ. What were they asking? That the saints in Colossae would experience prosperity? No. no. <laughs> uh, what were they praying? They weren't praying just nonsensical things, but that you may be filled with the full knowledge of his will. Amen. Wow, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, they were praying that you would walk worthily of the Lord to please him in all things, Amen. bearing fruit in every good work and growing by the full knowledge of God. Wow, they were one with, they were one with the interceding Christ as the spirit who intercedes according to God. Amen. Wow, this prayer, this prayer gets answered. Amen. This is a prayer in response to our heavenly Christ. Now, 
Uh, Colossians 2.19, uh, I, I just always have enjoyed many times uh, Brother Ed has given, spoken on 2.19. You know, Colossians there, the Colossians were enjoying Christ by holding the head. Right. <laughs> holding the head. Primarily this, this means giving him preeminence. Amen. He's number one. He's our first love. Wow. The more we're one with him, the more we're able to be uh, joined to him. And uh, and, and uh, uh, united with him and one with him in his present ministry. And, and to give him preeminence is to love him and to be one with him and to uh, coordinate with him and cooperating with him so that the whole body could be builded up. Amen. The whole body could be builded up. So uh, to be responding to Christ in his heavenly ministry is to be holding the head. Holding the head practically means responding to the interceding Christ. Amen. 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 He is an interceding head. He's a very active head, but particularly by interceding. Now, as the head is working in heaven by interceding, ministering, and administering, we, the body, are working on earth, responding to the heavenly ministry of Christ and reflecting what he is doing. Uh, what's, the, what's the present need in the Lord's recovery? Is we want to be reflecting. We want to be the reflection. I have no desire just to give a wonderful message. I want to be the reflection of whatever he's doing tonight. Amen. May the Lord have mercy on us. Amen. Mercy on all of us. Amen. That we could be one spirit with this wonderful Christ in his Amen. heavenly ministry. Then it brings us, look. It brings us to number three. We should aspire. <laughs> Everybody that wants to upgrade their happiness, say amen. amen. So how do you do it? We should aspire. <laughs> aspire. We should aspire to be one with the Lord in his heavenly ministry and to have a heart that's one with his heart. And we should long to be one with him in his priesthood, his ministry, and his uh, administration. And uh, then we come to my favorite verse. What is that? 1 Corinthians six seventeen. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Not just my spirit, but he, my whole person, joined to the Lord. Who is the Lord? He's the administrator, the minister, and the interceding one. This is the Lord we're joined to. We're joined to the Lord who is now in his heavenly ministry. Doing what? Ministering himself, dispensing himself, his life and everything to bring us through all the aspects of organic salvation to build us together, to unite us, mingle us and incorporate us with himself to bring us into a God-man living, to make us the corporate God-man, the reality of the body of Christ, consummating as the new Jerusalem. He is busy wanting to produce overcomers, overcomers, normal believers, so he who is joined to the Lord is joined to the administrating, ministering, interceding Christ. Amen. Amen. So tell your neighbor, hallelujah, I am one spirit with the Lord. Hallelujah, I am one spirit with the Lord. Amen. So we could be responding to him. We can be reflecting him. Now. Uh, in order to, in order, number two, saints, in order to respond to Christ's heavenly intercession, we need to see a vision. So we want to respond, but to, to respond, we need to see a vision of the golden incense altar. That's why we read a few verses 
from Exodus 30. Could you turn there, everybody who has your uh, four-pound Bible? And I tell you, what, what a joy to have this Bible. Saints, this Bible in itself is the gospel. This is the gospel. Hallelujah! Saints, I wish you could have, I, I wish you could have seen. Uh, we had some books for sale in Ghana at this uh, international blending conference. Every book, I believe, that was for sale, I think, got sold. And at the end, there were books that were given by saints, uh, in a, in, mostly from America, but used books, used morning revival books and everything. And they were uh, given to the stream, and then the stream sent a container. 680 boxes, about uh, 70 to 75 books per box, which comes out to close to 45,000 books. And there was an announcement made at the end of the last meeting, and they, they, they mentioned these boxes of used books were available, these ministry books, and within 45 minutes, every box was gone. <laughs> every box was gone, and what a joy. And, and these boxes were heavy, but it was such a joy to see a sister put it on his head and walking on. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> That, that, that night we had a leading one brother, a leading brothers meeting, and we were at the University of Ghana. Two young brothers who are students there, they had gotten two boxes, you know, that day. And, and I saw them after the meeting. He said, Brother Dick, our boxes are gone already. <laughs> they were dispensing and speaking to people all afternoon. And then we heard testimonies, you know, I think I mentioned this, that some have been brought into the recovery through somebody's used morning revival. You know, with footnotes and markings and all kind of things, and somebody's telephone number in it. <laughs> but hallelujah for the truth. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm not sure how I got on that point. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the four-pound Bible. <laughs> Yeah, saints, uh, this, this, we, we don't realize what a treasure we have with the ministry of the age. All the books are such a help to what? Bring us to Christ, to bring us to the church, bring us to God's economy, so that we could be Christians who are not on the earth for ourselves, but we could be caring for the Lord's interest. Amen. Everybody that wants to be occupied with the master's enterprise, say amen. 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 We want to be occupied. Anyway, you got uh, um, Exodus 30, right? right? We just read three verses. There was ten mentioned here. Uh, but uh, we, we won't take the time. But if you take a look uh, at the tremendous, tremendous help that we get from uh, verse 1. You'll make an altar on which to burn incense. Okay, you shall make an altar. And this is the incense altar. Then if you look at... Uh, Footnote 1 1, it is tremendous. The incense altar, just read a few sentences, signifies Christ as the intercessor to maintain the relationship between God and his people. Wow, so this is tremendous. Christ as the head is interceding in the heavens, and the church as the body is interceding on the earth. Last sentence of that paragraph. Part way down on the second paragraph. Incense altar is the place from which the activities at all the other places in the tabernacle are motivated. You know, here, here's the burnt offering altar. In a sense, this is where people even get saved. They experience the crucified, resurrected Christ. They're cleansed from their sins. They get regenerated. 
I tell you, nobody gets saved unless somebody has been interceding and they become motivated. The incense altar is the motor. The, 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 the book of uh, the life study of Exodus says the motor, motivator and motor. Uh, and the more there are those responding to Christ's intercession, the stronger that motor is running. Amen. The Lord needs a strong motor in New England. Amen. In other words, he needs a, a corporate people responding to his heavenly intercession. Amen. So many would be motivated even to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. And not only they go further that, but they would be those who wash and bathe in the life-giving spirit. And those would be those who eat Jesus. He who eats me shall live because of me. They would love to eat Christ. And they would enjoy him as the light of life and become absolutely one with him, bathing in his countenance. Amen. Take a bath in his countenance. Absolutely one with God. And, And even then what? Become one with him to join him in his present execution of his heavenly ministry at the heavenly White House, which is the incense altar. We'll we'll touch this. But isn't that good? Motivated. Uh, A little further down that same paragraph, it says, the prayer of intercession also motivates others to come to Christ at the altar of burnt offering, at the labor, at the table, at the lampstand, at the ark, and in the Holy of Holies. Nobody will do anything unless they're motivated. Am I right? <laughs> but when they're motivated, no problem. Ho-ho, I'm gone. <laughs> Amen. Some people go to baseball games, football games. You know, that, they, some people will go to a game and they'll spend all night just to get tickets. Camp out. Wait, crazy. Motivated. <laughs> Amazing what they'll do. I, I read about the early Olympics. Back in the Roman Empire, some would stay a week ahead in order to be there. And sometimes they had as many as 400,000. Unbelievable. Motivated. But who's motivated for Christ? Amen! Amen. Amen. Will you be an overcomer? Amen. Amen. Then uh, at the very end of the paragraph, uh, prayer offered at the incense altar, a prayer that's offered in Christ and with Christ as the incense governs God's dispensing of grace and motivates the execution of the divine administration. Hence, this prayer governs the universe. Saints, we were in that National Convention Center a couple weeks ago in Ghana. All the leaders of Africa from 54 countries were gathered to try to uh, help uh, govern Africa, but they, they can't do a thing. <laughs> it's out of control. But hallelujah, the next week, some are in there that are a bunch of nobodies, just a bunch of zero, a lot of ashes, but we're one with our hero. <laughs> our hero is Jesus, the interceding, administrating one. Amen. And I tell you, this one governs the universe. Amen. He, with his body, governs the universe. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You know, in that uh, auditorium, they had uh, flags everywhere. Oh, the Ghana colors, ribbons, long 100-foot ribbons and everything. Uh, red, green, and yellow with a star all over the place. And I, one message I was given, I just really touched because it's everywhere. 
And I said, you know what the red's for? Our wonderful Christ when he died on the cross. He shed his precious blood so that he could be our judicial redeemer. And then in resurrection, he became a life-giving spirit. And when we called on his name, he came into us to become our life and to make us green. That's life. And when you partake of the divine life, then you also enjoy the divine nature. That's yellow, gold. And when you really enjoy this wonderful uh, judicial redeemer, organic savior, you become a star. (laughs) Hallelujah! Saints, what a Christ we have. So we were in the uh, National Convention Center, joining the Lord in His heavenly government. Uh, His government uh, administrates the whole universe. Uh, anyway, saints, then you can see over in note six, uh, there's a lot of uh, some precious points there too. Uh, at the end of 6.1, there's a sentence. To pray at the incense altar is to pray in Christ and with Christ in us as the energizing life supply. Such a prayer is actually Christ praying in us. And then the next note, burning the incense. What's burning the incense mean? Eventually you see a, f- a few lines down, it's to pray Christ. Amen. We want to learn to pray Christ. Amen. Oh, Gideon prays Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. We want to pray Christ. That's to cast the barley loaf into the enemy's camp. Pray Christ. Amen. This kind of prayer is the intercessory prayer, not prayer for ourselves but prayer for the carrying out of the divine administration, for the dispensing of God's supplying grace, and for the churches and the saints. Such prayer is a fragrant incense to to God because it's just Christ. It satisfies his heart. Anyway, saints, uh, I took a little extra time on it, but I want us to really appreciate these, uh, these footnotes and this truth. This helps us with the whole outline. This really helps us. Now, A, uh, the incense altar signifies Christ as the intercessor. We already saw that. B, the incense altar is a type of Christ signifying Christ praying. He's busy praying. C, the incense altar is the place from which the activities at all the other places in the tabernacle are motivated. Saints, let us come forward with boldness to Christ at the throne of grace. Be one with him because he ever lives to intercede. Then we become one with him. Brothers and sisters, I hope you're praying for some people right now. Amen. What's Romans 1.9 say? God is my witness, whom I serve in my spirit, uh, in the gospel of his Son, making mention of you always in my prayers. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. I think I've mentioned, one day I was talking to a football player at UCLA, and I, I, I just began to speak, speak faith into him. He, his, he was very open and and anyway, I just was speaking to him something about the Lord. First of all, something about football, and then, and then just something about the Lord. And then he just said, uh, and I said, I sense your heart is very soft to the Lord. He said, it is? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, you know why? He says, why? I said, because somebody has been praying for you. Wow. And he paused, and he says, my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> And that night he came over to our house for dinner. But I tell you, I tell you, uh, we want to be those who are one with the interceding, motivating Christ. And, and many people need to be prayed for, saints. 
Many people. Don't you like Romans 1.9? God is my witness. Whom I serve in my mind, I serve in my mingled spirit. Where I'm enjoying the latter. Heaven and earth are one. We're one with the administrator, the interceder. Doing what? In the gospel of not this or that, but his son plus zero. (laughs) Making mention of you always in my prayers. In my prayers. We we need many, many more prayers. My wife and I are convicted about we need even more prayers for our family. One time we were on a little vacation, number a lot of years ago, and we never went to fancy places. We were staying in a Motel 6. They said, we'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we went out to dinner, and that was McDonald's. <laughs> but while we were there, we just started making a list of all of our relatives. And we, wow, everybody we related to, and there was 250 people. 140 on my side and 110 on our side. And, you know, and this is the relatives and their spouses and this and that. And it, it, you'd be surprised. And, but we, even to this day, realize we have failed a lot. Uh, but on the other hand, the Lord has broken through in a number because there's been some motivation through, through intercession. But, saints, we've got so many at the campuses here. There, there are more campuses in the Boston area than any place in the whole uh, America. Am I right? How many campuses? I tell you, they need a lot of uh, motivators. We need a lot of intercessors joining Christ in his heavenly ministry. My wife, uh, when we first came in the church, we're sitting in a meeting. Brother Lee was speaking. He just said, wow, December 1962, about four of us got together every morning at 6 in the morning. We did nothing but pray for America and that the Lord would save and raise up those who would be good for his recovery. And I'm sitting beside my wife, and she bumps me. She said, do you hear that? I said, yeah, yeah. She said, that's when I got saved. That was her freshman year at the University of Wyoming. She says, now I know why I got saved. Somebody was interceding for me. Hallelujah. But not just for a nonsense. It's for God's recovery, for the Lord's move. The incense altar, okay, it's worth D. Christ's interceding life, his prayer life, is the center of the divine administration. The prayer life of Christ is the center of God's execution of his government on earth. There's John 17, saints. John 17. Oh, may we join him in this prayer that I believe he's still praying. Oh, Father, that they may be one. You and I are one that the world may believe that you've sent me. May we pray this for the churches in New England, in America, for Africa, all the continents. The whole recovery would be brought into such a oneness. This is the Lord's intercession. We need to be one with him in this prayer. Look at this prayer. This is the center of God's execution of his government on earth, John 17. That was the key to the Lord's move there on the earth, John 17, that prayer. Okay, uh, the execution of God's administration is motivated by the prayers offered to him from the incense altar. Saints, we really need to be praying. Korea, Korea, they, just last week they had a, a gospel meeting, 18,000, I think, something like that, right? 16,000 a march 
a march in downtown Seoul with 16,000 saints, praising the Lord and preaching the gospel. We need to be interceding for them. And we need to pray, you know, because the burden of the gospel in Korea right now is on one hand, they feel like they freshly in the recovery need the spirit of the gospel and they need more young people and people just in general to be really gained by the Lord through the gospel uh, of, of the truth. But uh, one of the main things that is, uh, is uh, really behind their burden for this gospel move, which is almost a month long or several weeks long, and Brother Andrew, you is there right now, one of the main burdens is because in Korea they've never been allowed to have any Korean translation of the Bible except what has been there for years, right? Finally, somehow, they got permission to get the recovery version out. Amen. And they realized the recovery version is the gospel. <laughs> so we need to pray. Amen. Every page of the recovery version would be good news to Korea. Amen bringing them not just into the realm of being Christians, but Christians for God's economy. Hundreds would turn. Hundreds would turn. Many churches raised up through the good news of the truth unveiled and released through the word. Hallelujah. We want to be those interceding. You know, and right now in in, in Europe, they're working. They've been proofreading the the recovery version in French. And saints, we go to Africa a lot. There's a lot of French-speaking countries. And uh, then you've got France itself and other places. I tell you, what, what's the key to the gospel? It's get this book out. Amen. This book, I mean, from beginning to end is the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is the gospel. I told you the first time I got a recovery version, I was sitting beside a Catholic guy, and, and my wife and I were praying for whoever I sat beside on an airplane that day. It was 1985, New Testament. And I was reading Luke 15, and I never saw it like that. I, I heard sermons about those three parables and the, 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 the shepherd, the sheep, and the woman, and the coin, and, and, the, and the prodigal, and the father, and I, I never put it together. But when I read that footnote, it put it all together. This, these three parables show the triune God in his love for man to bring man into himself. And, oh, the awesome footnote is just tremendous. I was reading it on the plane. And uh, the guy was sitting next to me. I said, you want to hear something good? <laughs> and he says, what do you got there? So I told him, it's the newest Bible that ever came out, and it's the most helpful. I said, you familiar with Luke 15? Yep, I'm a Catholic. And uh, he was in charge of 400 young people in Cleveland. He oversaw some young people, something like that. And I said, well, you familiar with Luke 15? So yeah, is that about the, the prodigal? I said, yeah. I said, listen to this. So I read him that football. He said, where did you get that Bible? <laughs> so he gave me money for a recovery version. Wow. I, I sold my first one without even trying. <laughs> so he enjoyed the good news. But he might have read all the footnotes when we got to Revelation 17 when he saw Roman Catholic Church is the mother of harlots. Every year he was sending me a Christmas card, but I haven't gotten one for a long time. <laughs> but still, he got the truth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Saints, we, get, we, we have to be praying for this French recovery version. Amen. This is the key. Uh, Brother James and I realized the frustration 
We've been contacting many saints in, in Africa that, that they're French-speaking and brothers going there to help them. But without the literature, they can't go on. That's right. and, this, and, the, and the most critical is this, this Bible. So pray for that. Intercede for this. Korea and for the French-speaking recovery version. This word would run and be glorified. That's 2 Thessalonians 3.1. May the run, word run and be glorified. Hallelujah. And, and saints, just, uh, oh, Israel. We need to be praying for Israel. Oh, praying for the Lord's move in Israel. Thank the Lord for his move. Isn't the Lord amazing as the administrator? <laughs> he, over a period of years, he administrates. He takes a bunch of Jews and puts them all up in Russia, <laughs> keeps them there under communism for 70 years, strips them of all their religion, sends them back to Israel later, and they're the open vessels. When we were there in 1977 with Brother Lee, only 3 million people in Israel. Now there's six, and 1 million of them are Russian Jews, and they are hungry for the truth. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Here's the administrator. Meanwhile, interceding and ministering. Amen. And now the Lord is getting his testimony in Israel. Pray for a church in Jerusalem. Amen. The prayer offered at the incense altar governs the universe. Saints, isn't that tremendous? The incense altar may be regarded as the heavenly White House. Any of you ever wanted to be president? (laughs) President Bush compared this is nothing. The president anywhere in any country on this earth is nothing. This is the real uh, presidential center. The incense altar may regard me as the heavenly white house. Everything is motivated, executed, and carried out from this divine center. Saints, after his resurrection and ascension, the individual Christ has become the corporate Christ. Thus, before God today, not only is the individual Christ interceding, but the corporate Christ, the head, with the body, is interceding as well. Today, the intercessor is not merely Christ himself, but Christ with his body. Now say, well, well, I still want to leave enough time for you to respond. Christ is the head. Christ the head is interceding in the heavens, and the church, the body, is interceding on the earth. Would you open to Acts chapter 12? I, I love Acts 12. Acts 12 is awesome, saints. Acts 12 is something. Acts 12. Peter was thrown into prison. Look at in verse 5. Peter was kept in prison, but what's it say? But prayer was being made fervently by the church to God concerning him. He was kept in prison, but some were interceding. When Peter got out of prison, where did he go? He went. An angel let him out. Uh, He blinded the eyes of the jailer, opened the gates. They were uh, uh, automatic openers. (laughs) Walked out. (laughs) Nobody even knew he left. Passed all the guards. He just, well, he, he couldn't believe it himself. How did, I, how did I do this? Ten, passing the first guard and the second, came to the iron gate that leads into the city, and it opened all by itself. And going out, they went forward the lane immediately, and the angel departed, and Peter came and said, wow. Peter didn't even know what was going on. Okay. And when he became aware of this, verse 12, he, he went to the house of Mary, 
mother of John, who was surnamed Mark, where there was a considerable number assembled together and praying. Praise the Lord! Uh, There was where the the motor was running. The motor was running. And if you read... If you, read, uh, if you read this carefully, I love this, saints. I, this is just so precious. If you read this carefully, when it was found out, uh, when it was found out, uh, you know, that Peter had escaped, there was no small disturbance. And Herod was so mad, 19, he couldn't find him. He examined the guards, ordered them to be executed. And... Uh, executed the guards. So Peter was loose, the guards were executed, and then in 23, uh, Herod was eaten with worms. <laughs> this is all by the intercession of the church. Peter got free, guards got executed, and Herod got eaten by worms. <laughs> Lord said, no, no, no problem. You, you just let me take care of things my way. Automatic gate openers and worms. <laughs> anyway, it's awesome. We never know what the Lord will do. Christ the head is interceding in the heavens, and the church, the body, is interceding on earth. As the members of Christ and parts of the body of Christ, we cooperate with Christ in his ministry of intercession, carrying out his intercession in our prayers of intercession. Saints, uh, first, you know, what were wh- the best verses on God's economy? 1 Timothy 1, 3, and 4, right? Clearest verses. Don't teach different. And that's chapter 1. What's verse 2 say? Chapter 2, verse 1. First of all, pray. If you really want to be in God's economy, first of all, pray. First of all, pray. Uh, no, No prayer, no God's economy. First of all, pray. Saints, so we want to be those who join the interceding Christ, who's the interceding spirit, He's interceding according to God. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says the Spirit is interceding for us according to God. And we want to join this interceding Spirit who knows how to pray according to God. And I've mentioned uh, in this conference, but I still can't, can't skip it because just a week ago I was in Hall 2 in Los Angeles. We built that hall 19... 72. And we moved there in 1971. I said, Saints, do you know how we got here? We were going through this morning revival. I said, do you know how we got here? I said, we got here because we were praying. And you know what we were praying? We were not praying nonsense. We were enjoying, we were enjoying Ezekiel 37. Brother Lee had been ministering on Ezekiel 37, you know, the valley of dry bones. And when when Ezekiel prophesied, not only the bones came together, but there was a great shaking. So in our prayer meeting, after Brother Lee ministered that word, and that word was running in us, we were praying for the spreading of the Lord's testimony in L.A., and we were praying for the valley in L.A., it's the San Fernando Valley, for a, a new hall there, and we're praying, Lord, may there be a great shaking in the valley, which was just the word in Ezekiel 37. Little did we know that just within a few days at 6.03 in the morning, there was a 6.5 earthquake. And it was a great shaking. And as a result of that shaking, a whole bunch of us moved. I bought my first house for (laughs) $25,000. You can hardly get a Honda for that. (laughs) Because many people just were scared they left. 
But it opened the valley. We moved in. No more major too bad earthquakes since then. And uh, that was the beginning. So, so how did it begin? It began by some intercession. But not just intercession. There was according to God. We were just in the word, not thinking, you know, there's going to be an earthquake. Just pray, Lord, grant a shaking in the valley. <laughs> and there was. <laughs> we didn't know what kind of shaking. We, we just had a conference on the Lord's second coming, too, also. We, and we thought might be the end. So a lot of us didn't even have morning revival in the house. We had morning revival out on the streets, thinking our houses might come down. Anyway, I was shaving when that earthquake was happening. But in the conference, the, 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 one of the words that says, in the conference was uh, when the Lord's second coming. None of us should panic, do weird things. We should just be normal, go on in our daily life. So I was just trying to be normal. <laughs> but the shaking was so bad, I was bleeding all over. <laughs> so when I came out of the bathroom, my wife said, what happened to you? <laughs> I went to morning revival that morning. In somebody's home, I had blood all over it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but the guy that owned our house that we were renting, he was never open to the Lord. That morning, right after that, I was waiting for some brothers to pick me up to take me to go teach school. And he was never open. We spoke to him before. He just hard. That morning, I said, praise the Lord. John, I can't think of his name. I said, praise the Lord, John. Jesus is Lord. He said, amen. <laughs> he knew all his property was going downhill. <laughs> he needs help. <laughs> if we have the vision of the incense, how about we read F together? If we have the vision of the incense altar, our prayer life will be revolutionized. We will pray for the executing of God's purpose. For the carrying out of the divine administration and for the dispensing of God's supplying grace. Saints, we need to be praying according to the truth that's been ministered. Saints, we, we're praying for saints, not people not only to be regenerated, but how about to be renewed and to be sanctified and to enjoy this organic Savior being transformed and conformed to the image of Christ, even for eventually glorification. That praying that that man would become God Amen. in life and nature. We want to cooperate with the Lord according to the truth. Amen. We're not praying for people's prosperity and this and that. We're praying for God's economy. Amen. But it begins with people being saved. These, like uh, James was mentioning, begetting and nourishing and perfecting and building. <laughs> we need to pray for the prophesying. Amen. We need to pray, saints, for the prophesying meeting. Amen. That the meeting will be so strong that an unbeliever comes in and says, Surely God is among you. Amen. Are we at that point? Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> we need to intercede. Intercede. Now, we'll go through three quickly. There's a lot of things. In order to respond to Christ's heavenly intercession, we need to experience the golden incense altar. We should participate in Christ's interceding life. Saints, Ephesians 6 is so good. You know, oh, how do we receive the word of God? By means of all prayer, praying it every time in spirit. Then it says what? With perseverance. Perseverance for saints. All perseverance for the saints. 
Many times my best prayer for interceding for others is because I've been in the Word. When you're in the Word, sometimes that Word that's in you just leads you to be one with the Lord to pray according to that Word. Oh, saints, we need to be in the Word. Here's the whole point. When you enjoy the Lord at the, at the altar, you know, you enjoy Him as all your offerings. Praise the Lord, He's our sin offering. Amen. He's our trespass offering. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. He looks at you and He says, Their sins and iniquities I will by no means remember forever. Amen. Is that good or is that good? It's good. <laughs> we should shout, Hallelujah! Amen. Oh, just by enjoying Him as the... The, the wonderful sin trespass offering. And he's our burnt offering. He's the sweet fragrance to God. He's God's food. He's the real consecrated one. Is anybody in here for God's economy? No, not one of us. But our hands are on his head. We're for God's economy because we're one with the absolute one. Amen. We're one with him. So the more we enjoy him and eat him and feed on him as our offerings, our meal offerings, he who eats me, he's the butter and the honey. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> wow, the more we eat him, the more we refuse the devil, and the more we choose God's will. Amen. Our power to choose and to refuse is all together by eating Jesus as the butter and the honey. Amen. The, the, the richest grace and the sweetest love. Amen. Amen. We, we want to be on a butter and honey diet. Amen. 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 So, saints, uh, this is enjoy him here and then we enjoy him at the showbread table enjoy him as the light of life shining as the shining one and we enjoy him and then the, the lord's goal is to bring us into himself into himself to just be bathing in his countenance where we're swallowed up in god Amen. we're just swallowed up in god why don't you tell your neighbor hey neighbor why don't you get lost <laughs> But lost where? Get lost in the triune God. That's what Jesus prayed. In John 17, he prayed that we would get lost. Oh, Father, even as I'm in you, you're in me, they also would get lost in us. Amen. <laughs> we would be found in him. Found in him, not having our own righteousness. We want, to get, we, we, we want heavenly lost and found. <laughs> lost out of this world and found in him. Christ. Amen. Where Christ is everything. He's all, he's everything to us. He and we, we and he just become one organic entity. And when we're one with him, then we're able to join him at the heavenly white house as the interceding Christ for the execution of God's government. So how do we get to the heavenly white house? How do we become one with him as the interceding Christ? It's by enjoying him. The more we enjoy him at, at the altar, at the laver, at the showbread table, at the lampstand, uh, in the Holy of Holies, uh, uh, at the uh, ark, as the ark, uh, the more we are what? We are one with him to uh, be able to be those who are corresponding and responding to him, cooperating with him and responding to his heavenly intercession. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Saints, this, 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 the picture here is tremendous. This picture of the tabernacle is a picture that tells us we need to advance in our enjoyment. Amen. How many of you want to upgrade your enjoyment? Amen. Every day, let's enjoy Him as our offerings. Every morning, 
This is my, my first dish. I just love the Lord as my offerings. And we enjoy him as our wonderful, bathing, life-giving spirit. Just get washed in the water in the word. Uh, the, the, and, and enjoy him as our, our bread. Jesus is our bread. Amen. Yes, Jesus is our food. Amen. Aren't you glad, Yemi, that we've been, we've been trained to eat Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah, eating Jesus. Amen. Oh, again, ready? We are one by eating Jesus. We're divine by eating Jesus. How we shine by eating Jesus. Hallelujah, eating Jesus is the way. Look, look, look what happens. Wow, Paul. Hey, Paul, remember you were telling me about speaking to some of your co-workers? Wow. Here you are by eating Jesus at the showbread table. How we shine. There's the lampstand. We are one by eating Jesus. We're divine. How we shine. Amen. Amen. We shine. And we just become one with him. That's God's testimony. When people meet us, they meet you, they meet God's testimony. Somebody one spirit with the Lord. And this person is able to cooperate with the Lord at the incense altar means with him as the interceding Christ. So, saints, we need to pray. Pray for Africa that there would be training set up. The young people are begging, can we have any training? It's really hard. It's hard for them to get visas out of there. Intercede for this, saints. These saints, they, they come to us. They just say, please, can we get trained? We need training. Uh, Lagos, the church in Lagos, about 150 saints, 180 saints. And, and, and the six brothers that are taking the lead, they're all, they all look like very tough guys. <laughs> but they are so soft. They're so dear. One of them with tears uh, this year was telling me, he just said, Brother Dick, we all realize we have nothing. We can do nothing. We are nothing. We thank the Lord for the ministry of the age. Amen. One half hour a week, they have the life study of the radio on the, on the, on, of the Bible on the radio. And 60% of the 100 and 80 saints have been brought in by the life study. Wow. Most of them are university students or young people. Can you believe that? Who You mean somebody's been interceding. Interceding. We need to pray. We need to pray for all the campuses in New England. Amen. Oh, we need to pray for Europe. Amen. Hallelujah for the Lord's move to Europe. Amen. Saints, may we join the Lord. May we really join the Lord. Like this French recovery version will be a great help in France. Oh, we need to pray for the Lord's move in London, in England, in the UK, in Ireland, in Germany. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe somebody, you know, who, where's the sister that's going back to Paris? Oh, yeah, praise the Lord. We're, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah for the Lord's move in Paris. Amen. Amen. We need to pray for our sister in Paris, and, and all over Europe. Saints, the Lord has to have a substantial expression in the land of Antichrist. So we need to pray for this. And even there's a sense that America will be blessed when Europe is really taken. Amen. So at any price, any cost, we want to cooperate with the Lord, especially beginning with our intercession. May we really pray for the Lord's move to Europe. Okay. This kind of prayer depends on the kind of person we are. 
If we would intercede with Christ at the incense altar, we need to see three crucial matters. When we pray, we should be in the tabernacle, that is, we should be in God. When we are about to pray, we should first be satisfied by eating the holy food. That is, we should pray with God within us as our energizing supply. See that? We've been enjoying the Lord. All these different areas of the tabernacle. When we pray, we should offer incense to God. That is, we should pray with Christ as the incense. Saints, I mentioned my dad one time, my sister, a sister in our home. My wife and I were praying. She wanted us to pray for her dad. While we're praying for her dad, we had just finished a conference with Brother Lee on 1 Peter 1.3, especially. Uh, you know, he, we were regenerated through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We were praying for her father based upon, uh, you know, uh, household salvation and praying for her father. And then we began to pray for her father based upon the fact that he already got regenerated 2,000 years ago through the resurrection of Christ. We began to pray, Lord, thank you for regenerating her dad through your resurrection. And then the Lord reminded me of my dad. We'd been praying for 17 years. And we prayed for my dad. And about a week later, I heard from my sister that my dad got saved. Praise the Lord. But the point is we were praying according to the word, praying according to the truth. We just one, the Lord has a way because this prayer eventually is just Christ. The incense is Christ. Amen. The prayer is acceptable. When we pray at the incense altar, there should be neither strange fire nor strange incense in our prayer. To have strange fire in our prayers, to have some kind of motive that's natural, that's not been dealt with by the cross. To have strange incense in our prayer is to have prayer that's not related to Christ. Saints, uh, uh, this, 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 the fire that comes down at the burnt offering altar is just the triune God is fire from the heavens. Uh, and even the Lord Jesus said, uh, John, Jesus said, I came to cast fire on this earth. That is the fire of his divine life into his people. And this same fire is brought in as the fire at the incense altar. No strange fire, only Christ himself. Amen. No strange fragrance, only Christ himself. So we want to be the enjoyers of Christ, one with Christ, and so that we could uh, be responding to him in his heavenly intercession. E, if we would pray at the tabernacle at the incense, in the tabernacle at the incense altar, we need to be burned to ashes. Saints, that's not negative, that's positive. We are zero, but hallelujah, we're filled with our hero. Reduced to nothing. (laughs) I am crucified with Christ. Amen. Amen. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith. Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. To be in the tabernacle is to be in God, and the requirement for being in God is that we become nothing. A branch can do nothing of itself. Abide in me, I in you. As a branch can do nothing of itself, no more can you unless you abide in me. Saints, we we can do nothing and we are nothing. Ashes means we are absolutely dependent on him. That's the principle of the tree of life. That's the principle of the tree of life. If we're burned, ashes will no longer be natural. Our conduct, our sight, and our virtue equal our natural being which is versus Christ as God's autonomy. Listen to these points. If we would pray at the incense altar, we must no longer have our natural conduct, natural sight, and natural virtue. 
We must have Christ, Christ, Christ. If we had prayed at the incense altar, we must have Christ as our life supply for our proper conduct, as our light for our proper sight, and as our virtue for us to have a sweet fragrance ascending to God. Saints, that means by eating Christ as the showbread, eating Christ as our food, then he becomes our natural conduct. He who eats me shall live because of me. That's that's our conduct. And uh, we enjoy this wonderful Christ. He He becomes our light. We have no natural shining. Christ is our light of life. He's the light of life. And then as we're brought into the Holy of Holies, uh, just in God, absolutely uh, incorporated with God, swallowed up in God, bathing in, the, in His countenance, uh, what happens? Uh, he becomes our virtue. And our virtue really is what we are. You know, God has attributes, and these attributes are somewhat, you could say, the constitution. He, uh, all these attributes are virtue. So our conduct, our light, and our virtue, that means our whole being. We are nothing. He is everything. He becomes our conduct, our sight, and he becomes our virtue. For us to have a sweet fragrance ascending to God. Let's read F together with a strong spirit. Go. When and we, we pray, pray at the end. Amen. Isn't this clear? When we pray at the incense altar, it's difficult for us to be occupied with ourselves. How many many of you want to upgrade your enjoyment of Christ? That means we need to be less occupied with ourselves and more occupied with our master's enterprise. That means we need to enjoy him more. Let him become our, our, our conduct, our light, our virtue, our everything. Enjoy him to become one with him at the heavenly White House. So that this motor could be operating and the Lord could bless New England. Hallelujah! The Lord wants to bless New England with flocks of men. And what kind of testimony? The testimony of one new man. Where Christ is all in and all. A testimony of the oneness of the triune God. Testifying the one body, the one work, the one fellowship, the one move. The one triune God. Amen. Praise the Lord for the testimony of Jesus. Amen. May we be one with him. Amen. And uh, be those who are responding to his heavenly interceding. Amen, Amen saints. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. May we be very exercised to be one with our uh, wonderful administrating, ministering, and interceding Christ. Amen. What do we do concerning him? Come forward. Amen. Let's quote. Hebrews 7, 25 again. Hence also he is able to save to the uttermost those who come forward to God through him. Since he always lives to intercede for us. Now we want to be those who, we want to be those who are one with him in his heavenly intercession for his administration. Lord Jesus, your kingdom come. Let's pray that. Lord Jesus, your kingdom come. Amen. Amen. So saints, uh, how about be come forward. Do your best to come forward to just speak something. Even if you'd like to read one line from the outline, it's worth a lot. Amen. One verse, okay? 
Uh, don't uh, miss any opportunity. This morning's prophesying was uh, tremendous. Okay, so who's going to be first? Good, that's good. That's good. Several, several could be waiting. That's okay. Amen. This way, as many as possible could share. Hallelujah. Eating Jesus is the way. Amen. To spend time at the show bread ministry, you know, with Christ as, as interceding for us and building relationship between man and God. But this heavenly ministry, okay, the, the thing that touched me the most was we need to set our mind on the things which are above. And these things are just a person. Hallelujah for this person. And this person is just our head. And our head is working in this heavenly ministry by interceding, by ministering, and by administrating. And we, as his body on this earth, are also working. We're working to respond, to respond to this ministry. And once we respond to this ministry, hallelujah, we can reflect all the things that he is doing in this heavenly ministry. Get into Amen. and uh, and, and the similar benefits you can get 
What is you are getting heavier? Yeah. <laughs> and you are getting healthier. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah for this uh, uh, responding that we can have uh, at, at uh, uh, we we are uh, turning on our spirit. Feeling such a bro- uh, heavenly broadcasting. Yeah. So we can uh, uh, cooperating with his heavenly ministry. Amen. Yeah. We need to be cooperating and responding. Amen. Yeah. such a oneness with him that we bathe in his countenance. And this is really to upgrade our experience of enjoyment of Christ and also uh, our cooperation with him to fulfill his economy. He's interceding for his recovery. He's interceding to close this age. And we can join and become one with him uh, as our our wonderful heavenly high priest. Well, we're about to pray, we should first be satisfied by eating the holy food. Amen. Eating Christ as our energizing supply. Amen. I just want to give a report to the gospel uh, on campus at MIT today. Amen. Um, I, I did a few times, and this time we found so many open vessels. Wow. And all the freshmen, they literally would spend time talking to us. Wow. They would stop, they had the tracks, and we called them again, and it would still listen to us. Amen. And, <laughs> I think this is just a prayer of the saints Amen. for the previous weeks. Yeah. And uh, I was going out with like eight-year-old, nine-year-old, you know, Ken and uh, and May and a fourteen-year-old Alice, and they were just fearless, yeah. passing out tracks to everybody and talking to like like grandfather-age people. And they're like, "Where did you get all these words? Your kids are so like so smart." And May said, "Oh, the smart one lives in me." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow." <laughs> Under his shining, Amen. So, so we can be filled with him, Amen. we can be one with him, one with this interceding spirit, Amen. be full of strength to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I really enjoyed this message also. Uh, I really enjoyed this point, uh, Roman numeral 1b. Christ's ministry in the heavens requires our response. Amen. Hallelujah, saints. Our response is required. Amen. The Lord is administrating in the heavens. Amen. The Lord is so burdened there, working so much in the heavens. Amen. His heavenly ministry. Uh, he's praying for Africa. Amen. He's praying for Korea. Amen. He's praying for Fran- the French recovery version. He's praying for Israel. Amen. He's praying for Europe. Amen. He's praying for New England. Amen. This requires our response. Amen. 
reflection of Christ's Christ. heavenly ministry. Amen. Praying the prayers of the interceding Christ. Amen. Our high priest is interceding for New England. Amen. His interceding needs our response. Amen. But to respond, respond, we need to see a vision of yeah. the incense altar, golden yeah. altar. Yeah. I love this picture. Yeah. To pray at the incense altar, we need to get out of ourselves. Yeah. We're not here praying concerning our own condition, our situation. Yeah. We're experiencing the first altar. Yeah. Hallelujah for Christ is all the offering. Yeah. We're experiencing the renewing and refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then we're being fed with Christ. Yeah. We're eating holy. Holy food! Amen. We're under the divine enlightenment. With this condition, we can respond to Christ. Amen. And pray with Him at the incense altar. Amen. Even become the incense altar. Amen. The incense altar is Christ praying. Amen. It is Christ Himself. Amen. Not only Christ the head. Yeah. Saints, the incense altar includes Christ the body.
going to be baptized right after the meeting. She was saved in January. She came to a meeting. She said she couldn't understand anything that was said, but someone was praying for her. She said the brother just opened his mouth, talking about something he he doesn't understand. An African brother saying in, speaking in French. He didn't he, he know the French word, but he didn't know what he was talking about. But the spirit was just, it was just moving, and she was in tears. She could not stop crying. And then she got saved. She got baptized within a week. And the Lord sent her here. And then we were praying with her. And she became a prayer warrior. And the first prayer she prayed was, she wanted her father to be saved in Beijing. Amen. And within several, I think about a week or so, we start praying. And some saints in, in Beijing was praying, and her father was saved. Wow. Baptized, and, and, and our brother sitting here. Wow. So this is really, this is the, the, the power of prayer. Amen. Saints, we need to keep up the prayer. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. For the burden of Africa. Amen. For the French recovery version. Amen. For the gospel march in Korea. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. For New England. Amen. Lord Jesus. Amen. So praise the Lord. Amen. We'll have a baptism right afterwards. Of our sister. 